Live across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Presented by Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Michigan, and Blue Care Network. I'm producer and creative director, Tony Cuthbert. This is meteorologist John McMurray. Now in the shadow of the Capitol Dome in Lansing, he's heard from the beaches of Lake Michigan to the halls of power and behind closed doors, here's Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. Michael Patrick Shields is on the air. Good morning, world. Michael Patrick Shields with you from the end of the road at the (coughs) top of the world with a tale well calculated to keep you in suspense. Welcome to the airwaves here. We're at the Beverly Hills Hotel, and uh, that's the most glamorous place in all of Hollywood, so you would expect one of the most glamorous people in Hollywood to be here, and you're going to meet her right now. Andrea Eastman is with us, and we could spend the whole hour going through her career, but we're going to get out of the way and let her talk. And there are some Michigan connections, too, believe it or not, but what a pleasure to be with you here at this hotel, and congratulations on your amazing career. Thank you so much. So what I would like to talk about is a wonderful book called Trooper, T-R-O-O-P-E-R, Trooper at the Beverly Hills Hotel. It's my story. My golden retriever took care of me during open heart surgery, and somebody else has written it, and it's my story. But um, I am lucky enough to have had a great career. I started working in my 20s, and I started working for Paramount Pictures. And I was, by mistake, I worked for somebody and then a year after I started, she was fired and I'm 26 years old and I find myself worldwide head of casting at 26 years of age. It was a time when there were no women executives. So um, I'd been making $150 a week. They raised my salary to 300 a week with two assistants. I thought I'd kind of died and gone to heaven. <laughs> it was it was really, really pretty cool, actually. Um, and I was fortunate enough to cast two, I mean, I cast a lot of movies, mm-hmm. but two of them were Love Story and The Godfather. And this is the 50th anniversary of The Godfather this year. And so it's a good year. Um, <laughs> Somebody portrayed me in The Offer, which was a series about the making of The Godfather, and my little book, and it's just fun. It's wonderful reliving kind of the happiest days Mm. in my career. So when we are in a restaurant anywhere in the world, could be Sicily, could be Italy, could be here in Beverly Hills, could be in Michigan, and the piano player strikes up Speak Softly Love, People swoon because to this day there are generations of people who can somehow relate to The Godfather. That movie would not have been what it has been without your casting. What was your secret? Well, it's not just me. It's very collaborative. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you make endless lists when you're a casting director. And my job, I was hired by Paramount, a man named Fred Roos, was Francis Coppola's casting director. It's the first time I ever worked with anybody else. And we had, we kind of combined I mean, our lists, and we both had put Diane Keaton on our list. Um, Is it like drafting a football team? 
Because I know you love football. I do love football. (laughs) You know, no, actually it's not. Because when you draft a football team, you have to know that they can play football. Um, When you do a movie, you try to think out of the box. You know, Diane Keaton had only done Woody Allen movies. So to think of her playing, um, you know, Don, uh, Michael Corleone's, God, I can't talk. Kay or Kate. Kate, but Michael's wife um, was very, it was a very unusual role for Diane Keaton. So it was pretty cool. I mean, it was, it was, it was endless casting. We worked seven days a week and everybody in the world wanted to be in The Godfather and Hmm. It was it was pretty great actually, working on that show. And Francis Coppola didn't trust me at all when we started working together oh. because he really didn't like Paramount. So he would say terrible things about everybody at Paramount Pictures, and I never repeated them ever. And so then he decided I could be trusted. So we became quite close. I'm told that all these years <laughs> later, not far from where we sit right now in Polo Lounge. You walked in, and Al Pacino happened to be across the room, and the piano player noticed the two of you together after all these years. So he played Speak Softly, Love, and the two of you met eyes at the piano, and you danced with Al Pacino. The woman who put him in the movie, the kid stayed in the picture, right? Well, the kid stayed in the picture was Bob Evans' story. Robert Evans was the head of the studio. Your boss at the time, right? Yes, my boss, who he's portrayed in the offer. He's portrayed really fabulously. By the way, everybody who's listening to this, my voice seems to sound like The Exorcist. I'm, I'm kind of. I'm, you didn't cast that, did you? No, I'm kind of. I'm kind of losing. I'm kind of losing my voice, so I'm. I apologize. Um, no, it was just a wonderful time. I mean, I worked for Robert Evans. That book, he wrote that book. It's hilarious. The kid stays in the picture. Big hit book. But Al Pacino, um, yeah, I mean, over the years we've run into each other, but he happened to be in the polo lounge when I was in the polo lounge. And anyway, so we just started laughing. And and Richard, the piano player, played um, the theme from The Godfather. And so Al and I decided to dance out of the polo lounge together. So it was fun. I mean, it's... It was just a fun time. Hmm. It was a very different time in the business. It People really cared about making movies, and it was a much kinder, gentler hmm. time in the movie business, probably a kinder, gentler time in our world. I love that phrase. President Bush uh, invented that phrase, kinder, gentler, and I, I wish we had that now. I want to clean up a couple of Michigan references, if I can. You were in the book that Linda Rappaport, uh, that, uh, Linda Solomon's sister Jill Rappaport put out about horses, and, and uh, Linda Solomon appears on this program, the celebrity photographer, all the time. She sends her best to you. You love animals, you love horses, and you certainly love dogs. I do. Um, I'm a big horse rescue person. I'm sitting here right now, and sitting next to me on the couch is a, um, I don't know, she's half golden retriever, golden retriever, and I think Dingo. I represent, God, I can't talk. Um, I rescued her from Korea, where they, I won't even tell anybody what they do to them, but mm-hmm. I'll just finish by saying they do cook them alive. And I rescued this little dog from Korea. She's pretty cute and very sweet. Um, yeah, I love I love animals. They're innocent. 
They trust you. They love you. Um, and don't forget, Trooper at the Beverly Hills Hotel is the book that you can get. It's the story of Andrea Eastman's book, Trooper, who lived at the hotel with her while she recovered from open-heart surgery. Years after, she made us all swoon with Love Story, a story about the heart, and The Godfather, too, a family story. So if you go to Amazon.com, you can get that book. It's a beautiful children's book, but I'll tell you what, if you're an adult, you're going to love it, too. The artwork is beautiful, the prose is beautiful, and the dog is beautiful. And Trooper came before Polo, and you can celebrate all of it. Amazon.com. It's Andrea Eastman's dog. It's Andrea Eastman's story. And it's Michael Patrick Shields, not Michael Corleone. And we're back in a flash. Do not ask for respect. You don't offer friendship. You don't even think to call me Godfather. You said you come into my house on the day my daughter's to be married and you ask me to do murder, money. We ask you for justice. That is not justice. Your daughter is still alive. Let him suffer then. As she suffers. How much shall I pay you? Continuing with Andrea Eastman here at the Beverly Hills Hotel. Do you know Andrea Eastman? You do now. She was casting director for The Godfather and Love Stories. She became a senior vice president at Paramount and also uh, an agent for some of the big names that you would know in Hollywood. People like, uh, for instance, uh, as I understand it, uh, Dustin Hoffman. Sylvester Stallone. Sylvester Stallone. Barbara Streisand. Oh, just Barbara Streisand. And Katie Couric and Richard Gere. Billy Crystal. (laughs) Billy Crystal. And the list goes on. They all owe their career. Is it true in Hollywood what we see in the movies and on the TV show Entourage that my agent never calls me back? Actually, (laughs) I'll tell you a very quick story. When I retired... From ICM. So I don't want to correct you. I was not a senior vice president at Paramount. I was a senior, senior vice president when I was an agent at ICM, ah. my agency. Um, and I just, I loved both. I loved being at Paramount and I loved being an agent for, um, you know, I'm still very good friends with most of my clients, which is really nice. And they've all been very supportive and given <clears throat> great reviews for the Trooper at Beverly Hills Hotel book. Well, Sylvester Stallone actually flew Trooper and me out. I live in Bozeman, Montana right now. Flew us from Bozeman on a private jet to come to Los Angeles for my open heart surgery. So he was mm. he's pretty great. He's a great friend and I've actually known him since before Rocky. Wow. Um, so we go back a long, long time, which is really, really nice. Hmm. Um, so I just completely lost my <laughs> I was so, talking about agents that don't call oh, you agents. back. <laughs> oh, okay. So, um, so my very last day at my company, which was um, 2008, there, there were these staff meetings that were um, – They were televised, and staff meetings, I'm sure they're the same as meetings in any corporate world. Everybody kind of BSs and tries to one-up everybody. (laughs) And, I mean, it's just, it's like, it's torture, frankly, sitting through these staff meetings. So, um, So, you know, they're televised, the New York office, the L.A. office. So 
I was brought in by the head of the company, who I'm still really good friends with. And one of the um, one of the agents was really sweet, and she said to me, "You've had a great career. What advice do you have for the mm. young agents coming up?" So I thought about it for a minute, and I said, "You know, return your phone calls." <laughs> That's the first thing I said. I said because you know we're their lifeline, and. Like, let's say they're waiting to get an important answer on a project. And they're, they're like, sitting by the phone. I mean, it's, it's their whole life. It's everything to them. And I don't have an answer. So I would have my assistant call and say, we don't have an answer yet. Mm-hmm. So they can breathe. You know, there's nothing like waiting for a phone call. Mm. And so but I always return my phone calls. And by the way, a lot of very, very important people, Jeff Katzenberg, who was head of Disney, head of Paramount Pictures, always returns his phone calls. Hmm. Ron Meyer, head of Universal, started CAA with five other people, always returns his phone calls. You know, sometimes the bigger you are, the actually they do return their phone calls. And a lot of agents don't return their phone calls, which is really obnoxious, you know. I'm going to surprise a lot of people, Andrea Eastman, because they think of you here in Hollywood where your career was. You mentioned Bozeman, which is close to Big Sky, which is owned by the Boyne family in northern Michigan and the Kirchers, Stephen Kircher and the like. Uh, So there is a little Michigan connection there. But where did you go to university? (laughs) I went to Ohio State. It's a long story how I got to Ohio State. And I was telling Michael... I think the only thing I really learned at Ohio State was football. <laughs> um, I, my ex-husband actually said I could be a coach. Cause, <laughs> I mean, I love, I don't like the violence of it. Um, mm-hmm. But I really do love football. And, mm. and I get very passionate and scream at the television and scream at, like, the coach. Why did, why in God's name, I won't actually say the language I use, why did you call that play? Yeah. Because that did not work. Woody Hayes was the coach when you were at Ohio yeah, State. Yeah, well, that and... kind of gives away my age a little bit. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> but the other thing that's sort of ironic is that James Kahn, who played Sonny in The Godfather, and I presume you cast him, went to Michigan State University. So I did. Actually, I am responsible for Jimmy Kahn in the movie. It's a long story, but, um, I mean, I don't take credit for Marlon Brando. That was... 100% Mario Puzo's idea, mm. the wonderful, extraordinary man who wrote the book. But it was pretty collaborative. I mean, I, you know, of course, Al's fantastic. and um, But Jimmy Kahn was actually out of the movie, and I'll tell you why quickly. We had tested Al for Michael, and the scene that was chosen was not a very active scene. So you really couldn't get a, a sense of, who the like that Michael could have any um um that he wasn't strong enough to play mm. Michael that there was no danger element to it because it was it was a scene talking at the wedding so it just mm-hmm. was an odd scene to have chosen and it didn't work um so we tested like endless people over and over again and Jimmy Kahn had um Francis had done some B-roll uh, that's just like almost home movies. Mm-hmm. And and Jimmy Kahn was amazing as Sonny. He was fantastic as Sonny. So we decided to test Jimmy Kahn for Michael also. And then 
Francis left and he went to Sicily and he said, just cast my effing movie. I don't care. I'm going to Sicily. <laughs> I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse. Stick around. We'll continue with Andrea Eastman. It's Michael Patrick Shields. Michael Patrick Shields at the Beverly Hills Hotel, just a few hundred yards right around the corner from the house where the horse's head appeared in the bed of the movie producer in The Godfather. Andrea Eastman probably cast that role too, maybe even that of the horse. Can you believe, Mrs. Eastman, that was 50 years ago? I mean, I was a kid when I look back on this. And so we ran Panic in Needle Park, which was Al Pacino's first movie, and he exploded off the screen. He was mind-bogglingly good. So that was decided then and there that he would be Michael. So there are four people in the screening room. It's Charles Bludorn, who was who owned the company, head of Gulf and Western. Robert Evans, who was the, um, the head of the studio. Stanley Jaffe, who was president. And me, little me. So, um, so anyway, then... Francis had gone to some party in Brooklyn and had met this big guy named Carmine Caridi. God rest his soul, he died. But anyway, he he was very big, and he, was, he wasn't menacing. He was kind of like a big St. Bernard. Charlie Bludorn, if anybody watches The Offer, yes. you will see that he yells a lot at people. But he never yelled at me. We, we just, we had an incredible relationship. So, so... This guy, Carmine Caridi, had been offered a job in the bar. Francis said, you're going to be sunny, but they never came to me to make a deal for, for Carmine. Oh. So Carmine Caridi was not officially set as sunny. So Charlie Bludorn said, Andrea, Andrea, this is our most important movie. You have this, this little pipsqueak playing Michael, and you have this, <laughs> this big guy, this St. Bernard playing Sonny, it doesn't work. And so I said, well, do you remember why we tested Jimmy Kahn? We tested him because he was so good as Sonny. So I suggest we go back to Jimmy Kahn as Sonny. Mm -hmm. I remember this like it was yesterday. And Stanley Jaffe said, oh, you just feel sorry for Jimmy Kahn. And Robert Evans said, no, she's right. And that's how Jimmy Kahn got the part. And I ran up to my office and made Jimmy Kahn's deal before they changed their mind. So, so we had our, our dream cast, Al Pacino, Jimmy Kahn, Marlon Brando. Um, Robert Duvall was always set. He was always set as Hagen. He didn't have to test. And anyway, it was, it was a pretty great time. Jenny, I'm sorry. Don't. Love means never having to say you're sorry. 
Well, Barbara Streisand has a 1,000-page memoir coming out soon. Babs does, and I'll bet you, I'll bet you, Andrea Eastman will appear in it. She was Barbara Streisand's agent, and she also cast The Godfather and Love Story. And she's nice enough to join us with her story today here from Beverly Hills Hotel. How does it feel uh, when you get to see the dailies, if you do, or do you go on set and watch the people that you cast perform? Both. You watch the dailies, and actually Charlie Blue Dorn and I drove out um, one day to go to the compound that they use, uses the house, and everybody, all the, everybody was around playing Frisbee. And he goes, <laughs> wow, what is going on? This is Paramount's money. What's happening? So when you change, you know, when you watch a movie, they're close-ups, and then, you know, they, they'll move the cameras. So you shoot for a while, and then you stop, and then you're moving the camera around, mm-hmm. and then you start again in like 15, 20 minutes. So we happened to arrive when they were moving the cameras around, so people were playing Frisbee. And then I remember it like it was yesterday. So we went in the house, and Marlon Brando, Jimmy Kahn, mooned us. Oh, that was you. They mooned, they mooned Charlie Bluedorn and me. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> anyway, so... Anyway, it was just, it was an incredible experience. And Al Ruddy, who's portrayed in the offer, is, he was a great producer, terrific person. It was, I would say, I've lived a long life. It's been, it was the happiest time in my life. He was your lover. Well, just come right out and say that. Um, (laughs) I'm asking. (laughs) So in the offer, um, it shows us having a one-night stand. When indeed it was a love affair, and I'm still incredibly close to him all these years later. Mm-hmm. I'm very close to his wife, his daughter, but it was it was a love affair and an incredible, enduring friendship. Do you, Andrea Eastman, have a gift for seeing talent in people? You must, right? How do you do that, and how can we do that when we're choosing a babysitter or hiring somebody to work with us? We make these judgments every day with the people we hang around with, right? What is the secret? I can't give you a secret. It's instinct. I mean, you don't go to college to learn how to cast. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just... So some actors and actresses can go to to acting school forever and they don't have it. They're just, it, it's, it's, a, it's a gift, I don't know. Somebody walks in a room and they have a presence. Or if you're looking for a babysitter, you should really look them in the eye and maybe ask them some like really tough questions and see how they answer it. Um, but I remember I interviewed Robert De Niro mm. before he was Robert De Niro mm-hmm. and he didn't say much. He just kind of sat there, mm. but he didn't have to. He just had this incredible presence about him. It's just a presence. I, I, I can't tell you. You discovered people. Jacqueline Smith, I'm told, you you noticed out of the blue? I was um, at a Broadway show, and it was, it was intermission, and I just was looking around the theater, and <laughs> bam, I see this gorgeous girl. And so I was a couple of years younger than her, Sorry, a couple of years older than her. And I walked out, and I, she was sitting with her parents. And I said, are you an actress? And she said, no, I'm, but I want to be. So I gave her my card, and I said, well, come see me at Paramount. And the rest is history, Charlie's Angels. Well, I didn't put her in Charlie's Angels. <laughs> but I did, you know, I did help her at Paramount. 
put her in just, position to be in she Charlie's just, Angels. She just actually came to my book signing, which was December 1 at the hotel. Beverly Hills Hotel is the reference that she's making, and the book is called Trooper at Beverly Hills Hotel. It's a great gift at for any holiday. The Beverly Hills. That's like the Ohio State <laughs> University. <laughs> right. Um, I don't want to take too much of your time, but it's a pleasure to meet you. And I do want to ask you, though, because you're going to be at the Academy Awards, because you, Andrea Eastman, are still very vibrant in the Hollywood scene. The night that The Godfather won Best Picture, where were you? How did that feel? How does it feel today? Well, I had no longer, I wasn't working for Paramount when it won. Um, That's a long story. Nothing to do with any of the people I've talked about today, but somebody did something that was not respectful mm. to me, and so I left and became an agent. Mm-hmm. But I loved, I still loved everybody at Paramount, and I was beyond thrilled. I mean, just, I mean, I was ecstatic that it won. And we were all still a family, Francis and Mario and Evans. We called him Evans. Anyway, <laughs> Blue, Blue Door. <clears throat> It was, I don't know, it was, there's nothing, I'm not, it's, it's probably the, I'm most proud of casting The Godfather, being part of one of the people who helped cast The Godfather. I get a casting credit, as does Fred Roos, but as I said, it's collaborative. It's not just one person who casts a movie. Tell me before we go, uh, how Trooper saved your life? Well... I don't know. He was such a special dog. He's way more than a dog. Um, I think, I think I healed because I had this doting dog, who really just was by my side, and the lo- the love that I got from this dog when I was recuperating was extraordinary. And um, and I think he he just helped me heal. You know, unfortunately, Trooper passed away. Mm-hmm. A year ago, January, but he would prance around with his leash in the hotel. The whole <laughs> hotel loved Trooper. It was during COVID, so it was only a quarter open, and he would go behind the desk every morning, and everybody would go, "Good morning, Trooper. Good morning, mm-hmm. Trooper." I mean, he was loved at this hotel. I can't even talk about him without mm-hmm. tearing up. He was, um, he was a very special dog, and if you buy the book with which I hope you will, because it's, it's for animal lovers and children. It'll take you about seven minutes to read it. And um, in the back, there are real photographs of Trooper and people at the hotel. And, you know, somebody named Susan McCauley wrote it. She's a wonderful writer. And um, it's just sweet. It makes people cry. I don't know. I guess because of loyalty and unconditional love. So it's... It's a pretty special book. You're a pretty special person. Thank you so much. We could go on forever, but I don't want to take too much of your time. You've got Polo now, a name for mm-hmm. Polo Lounge by your side, curled up. And uh, it's called Trooper at the Beverly Hills Hotel. It's a health story. It's a love story, to mention the word love story, <laughs> the movie that you also cast. And it's available at Amazon.com. God bless you. And uh, I would just say to you, uh, leave the gun and take the cannolis. <laughs> Thank you. I know, pretty funny. That's a whole other story. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll, we will keep our friends close and our enemies closer, but I'll consider you a friend if you don't mind. Thank you, and you too. Thank you.
Andrea Eastman from Ohio State to Hollywood to the Godfather to the Beverly Hills Hotel. 